Maybe that is the next step, like a live studio audience. Or just put like a fake laugh What, in. like Peter Crouch at the Samrat? <laughs> yeah. I was, I was thinking more Friends or Big Bang Theory. Uh, Welcome to the Cutting Room Podcast, brought to you by 7videos and me, Paul Sherwood. Each week we'll be cutting through the things that you want to know about video marketing. Seven videos have been going for nearly 10 years now, and over that time we've had many achievements but also learned a lot of things along the way. This podcast is an opportunity for us to share all that knowledge and all that experience with you. Each episode is going to focus on a different topic, concluding with our seven top tips that you can start to put into action in your business. As with all podcasts out there, you know the drill. If you think it's any good, don't forget to give us a follow and keep up to date on when the next episode drops. Hi there, folks, and welcome to episode 13 of The Cutting Room. Uh, This week, we're going to be talking all about how to generate regular video content ideas. Uh, This week, I'm delighted to be joined. He's he's back. He was away for a couple of weeks, but Jake, good to have you on board. How are we feeling today? Feeling good, Paul. My absence has clearly been felt. And uh, although I've been put in another position in the room, it's throwing me right out of my comfort zone. Move your feet, lose your seat, as they say. Yeah, snooze or lose, apparently. (laughs) Well, it's good to have you back. And I'm also delighted to be joined by another, a new guest to the podcast, although he's not new to Seven. He's our very own video director, Mr. Chris West. How are we doing today? Hello there. Very good, thank you. Uh, Let's hope episode 13 is not a bad omen. Um, (laughs) Looking forward to it. Looking forward to getting stuck in. Good, good. Good to have you on board. You know, and I know you're a big podcast fan yourself, so it's nice to... Is this the first one you've done? First time behind the mic? It certainly is, yeah. Hopefully I can impart some wisdom because I've spent many an hour listening to other people talk about stuff, so hopefully I've learned something. Now it's your turn. Very good. Dreams do come true. (laughs) (laughs) This is your moment. Um, So yeah, so yeah, cheers for joining us today, chaps. I think the reason that we're creating today's episode is we've recently launched our retainer model with clients where we are providing sort of regular video content for them over a sort of a sustained period of time. And the main thing that was coming back to us from clients was, or a bit of feedback we were getting was about them maybe struggling to think of how they can come up with a lot of ideas to create such regular content and come up with this. So we thought, why not get in a room and chat through, share some of our experiences about what works for us. You know, Chris, you know, big re- for the for our viewers and listeners out there. Obviously, you're involved um, in terms of sort of our sort of you know conceptually in terms of creating ideas around projects. So we thought it'd be good for you to to get involved in this. And yeah, I just wanted us to kind of share some of our experiences to hopefully inspire our audience to come up with some ideas for for creating some really really good videos. So. Yeah, that's that's why we're here. So to get straight into it, um, what are we looking at? You know, when we're looking to come up with sort of regular ideas of it, like what? You know, let's talk about some recent examples. I know we did. We had a, an example recently where we got you guys into sort of two separate teams to come up with some ideas around how to create a brand video to launch our new value proposition. Tell us a little bit about how that sort of started off and and what the process was and yeah let's get some get some ideas going. Yeah, it was really interesting for me actually because when you sort of announced what we were going to be doing, I was thinking, oh my god, like trying to come up with a new idea like that within an hour, I think it was that we had, it seemed quite daunting, and I think you can probably 
see that across in the business world in terms of tight deadlines needs to come up with something engaging it was quite a good reflection of that but once we actually got into it and um i think the the idea we were trying to come up with was a new idea for our brand video which we had sort of had in the works but we'd had different changing requirements so we wanted to come up with something fresh and we were in teams of three and, and there was quite a lot of pressure in terms of the time limit and obviously we wanted to beat each other so um i think it was a really interesting way of, of doing it and it, we got some really cool results off the back of it and quite surprising that you know within such a short period of time you know there's some really good ideas good and chris talk, talk me you know talk us through your process i know your team spoke very highly of your your uh, your role within the sort of idea process you know what did you what did you guys go through yeah well I think going back to what Jake kind of touched on there, the fact that you only had an hour to do it, a race against the clock, it kind of G's you up a little bit. It gets you going, it gets you excited about the process. And we just found that we were bouncing ideas around quite quickly. And it was looking at different themes and then developing them because essentially creativity is just mixing together existing ideas and then coming up with something new. So um, there was three of us in each team and you take one little fragment, one little thing. So... It was centered around kind of storytelling and, and what that that means to you. So you kind of come up with a concept, an idea, and then synthesize really, bounce off other people, and you just see it generate and, and grow there in front of your eyes. And I think that collaborative approach is the reason why it works so well, really, when you're just knocking your heads together. It's something that's quite difficult to do on your own when you're staring at that blank page, I think. Yeah, I don't know what you found, Chris, and your, we were on separate teams as well, by the way, and we won't mention who won, but... Um, I don't know what you guys found, but the thing that I took from it was you almost, because we only had an hour, you didn't have time to overthink your ideas. Whereas if you were working on a project and you were coming up with an idea and you'd sometimes you'd sit with it for a bit and then you'd think about, oh, it might not work so this, it might not work so that, and you taught yourself out of it. Whereas because we didn't we didn't have much time, it was almost like, I'm, we're going with it, let's just run with it. And then that in itself actually produced better ideas i think than what i've probably thought of when i've actually been sat in a working environment yeah ruminating if can be wrong if, if it goes the wrong way it can kind of lead to negative results i think the best thing for me about that creative process is that we all left ego at the door so you'd start off with the idea and if someone went ah but what about this then you were quite happy to just shave that part of the idea off, then take the next person's. And everyone was just kind of throwing their bit in. Whereas if you kind of sat there, you worked on it all on your own and it become your baby and then you take it to the outside world, it it could be quite difficult to work, work through it. So the best part about it, I think, is bouncing off each other, working together as a team, collaborating. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, just to be really clear, I guess, for, for the viewers on this, is about what we actually did was... Um, as part of our business update last uh, last week, we basically split the team into two teams and they were had to come up with a concept to create a brand video that promotes our new value proposition. And they had an hour to go away, come up with an idea, come up with a storyboard, come up with a concept and pitch that back to us. Uh, and then we were to decide which one was the winner. And I think as, as these guys have mentioned, it was really good having that sort of time pressure because you had to come up with something. And to be honest, from our perspective as business owners, like we were really impressed with the ideas you both came up with. And, you know, we're actually looking at probably amalgamating the two of them and actually probably using that to create a brand video. Now, we've had so many sessions over the last year to create a new brand video and it's just ground to a halt. 
and we've not got anywhere. We've sat in the meeting room, we've come up with ideas and it's just not got anywhere. And we did something slightly different, but two different teams. We actually thought about the teams as well to make sure they were kind of matched up in different sort of ways. And you know, we put a bit of thought behind who was in the teams and the ideas that everyone came up with was, was really, really strong. And it's just maybe changing that environment that, that really helped to that. And, and on the, the value proposition, you know, it was around sort of, you know, connecting people to your brand through the, power of storytelling and I know storytelling was quite an important part of both of those ideas and I guess that kind of takes me nicely onto the next point which is when you're looking at sort of creating ideas it's it's you know particularly around video like the storytelling and stories really does need to be at the foundation of it really. Yeah so when you're looking at creating any video I think you need to keep some of the pillars in mind of what you're looking to do so one that we subscribe to would be um looking at the purpose, why you're trying to do the video, what's the plot, who are the people in it, and what place is it going to be? So it's like the the four Ps. That four Ps, yeah, it's easy to remember. Yeah, it's commonly spoken about. And it's trying to come up with those ideas but relate them back to that. So I think, I think of one example in particular where it'd be look at, can we do a recruitment video that's in like a, a factory environment? Well, it'd be pretty easy to just shoot everybody within that factory um, it could be fairly one-dimensional. Why do you like working here? Well, I would like working here because um, I get good benefits. I get a good pension, this, that, and the other. But what if you put your effort and your resources into finding a story first and foremost? So what's the purpose? We're trying to connect to people. Then go find the people. So do a bit of research, you know. For instance, I've been to places before when you might have found like three generations of people who work somewhere. You know, that's a really nice story. So you could focus on great people three generations of a family or three yeah three yeah so 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 yeah i've looked at a particular job before where you found three generations of the same family at the same business so what a fantastic story that is for like it's worth sticking around the people are great here wouldn't have to film in the factory you could film in the home environment um it's sticking to your purpose around people and you've got a plot you know you've got the rise and the fall um, you know, you've got different things that go on within that that kind of family ecosystem. So you've taken something that could be fairly simplistic, and you can just pull it apart and go in different directions. Don't be scared. Don't be scared to change it up a little bit. I think. And that's lovely. But I think, like, how how do you find those stories? Because I completely agree. That's a really interesting story. Same family, three generations, all working there. You know, there's there's a story there. If you're sat, you know, if you're a marketing manager in a B two B company that you know that doesn't have the, you know, what kind of process can they be going through to be uncovering these types of stories and finding them? So I think there's many different things you can do. Marketing usually have a fairly good handle on what they're trying to say, what they're trying to do, what's the purpose, and then you can connect with different departments to try and figure these things out. So HR usually tend to uh, have good knowledge of their people and who's in what place and what's going on, so you can kind of work together with them. Operations usually tend to have a, a great deal of insight because they're in charge of, you know, who's going to be working in a certain place. Um, ops people might be in charge of working with a team that have been there 5, 10, 15 years. So they know the different people coming in and out of the doors and they know the different relationships. So that's a, a, a way to go right at the beginning. So it's doing, it's doing your research, I guess, isn't it? It's, it's got to achieve the needs of the business ultimately. Otherwise, there's not you're almost allocating resource to something that, that isn't required. So, you know, if you were a company who had a really sort of 
good staff base. You weren't necessarily looking to recruit that much, but you had a real need within sales of a particular product. If you create a video or lots of video content around the people that work there, you're not really addressing the need. And whilst we're not necessarily going to focus too much on the, the, the planning aspects and your content plans, that's all sort of in the past sort of thing before you get to this point, but you also need to sort of use that the data that you get within uh, within that stage to to point you in the right direction of where you go in terms of what ideas you come up with. No, it's a really good point because no one's going to really care about the three generation family thing if you're just wanting to know something else. Whereas from a recruitment perspective, you know that's telling you it's a good company. Um, so yeah, I think that's that's a really good point as well. Um, all right, so I guess moving on from, from I guess, the, the storytelling aspect, because I think that's important with any kind of sort of comms you're doing, is to, is to find the story. You know, it's something we bang on about a lot. You know, all those watching can maybe even see sort of storytelling behind me. Um, so it's something we're always banging our drum about. But I guess moving it on to, I guess, kind of creativity and coming up with the ideas and like what... If you're in a business and you're sat struggling with video ideas, like what kind of things should you be doing creatively or what kind of things works for you guys to get from the blank page that you mentioned to coming up with some ideas? Yeah, so I think it's always good to know what your strengths and weaknesses are and then figure out what tools you've got available. So, um, you know, a lot of people work from home at the minute. Um, it's trying to figure out, are you going to be stuck in that home environment? Can you find opportunities to meet up and collaborate with the team? Um, or are you going to be solely working on your own? Um, something I've done recently, which can kind of work as almost a ball, uh, like a wall to keep throwing the ball back to is AI. You can bounce ideas off that. So you might look at ways of trying to um, create an, uh, a more acute idea. So you start off bigger and you go narrower and narrower by kind of bouncing off it. But there's loads of different things you can do. Like I know something that works well for us within creativity is uh, we use um, the Google suite and we've got Google spaces. So one thing at the minute that we're interested in is AI. So there's a space that's dedicated to AI. Whenever anything comes up, throw it in there, throw it in there, throw it in there. All the team's doing that. And then just dip your mind back in every Just every on that point, then, just, just so I'm clear. So we're talking about, we've got like Google Spaces. That's just like where we sort of, what's Google Space, sorry. Um, it's like the chat setup. So there's, it's just within within the kind of email thing, you've got a chat box and you can just throw links in there. And then you can do, we've done the same thing with ideas and inspiration on monday.com. So we've it's just got, a way it's to basically, house. It's, having, so it's having some sort of digital platform where you can collaborate, you know, chucking ideas at any point because that, that's quite important is that it's you know creativity doesn't happen you know necessarily when you want it to does it you know you no I, th I think this all starts with creating an environment that welcomes and promotes creativity and i think creativity ultimately for me is is doing things differently and being a little bit disruptive and i think if you're operating consistently within your everyday working environment i.e working from home or in sort of more of a meeting formal meeting setting i don't think that's the best environment to promote creativity so what i think works best is actually having brainstorming sessions different activities that are very different to what you're used to in your day-to-day -day work because then your mind is straight away out of that almost like 
everyday working space and you're in a environment that you are sort of thinking more outside the box because you 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 know you are sort of almost outside the box for less distractions and yeah you know, yeah i, I find it. for myself you know if i'm most of my sort of business ideas come when i'm sort of walking the dog listening to a podcast i mean that my, you know my mind's free you know i'm just i let it wander and then it's that's where you know a lot of people you know, always talk about how their best ideas come either you know during the night or in the shower or wherever sort of weird and wonderful places you happen to be at the time when they come to you. But I think it's it's having that it's having a space where your team can just dump ideas into where they feel, you know, you know, where they feel comfortable to be able to just dump anything in there and just, you know, no idea is a bad idea. Yeah, that's certainly true. Yeah, I think there's plenty of different exercises that you can do that get that across. And one of the ones that we've spoken about previously is almost rather than trying to come up with a good idea come up with the bad ideas and then flip it which is something i know that you paul mentioned about when we came up with our company values that's an exercise that, that you guys went through and it worked really quite effectively because i mean you, you could probably describe it better than i do but you sort of were asked what are the things that are important to you and say well i'm not really sure but i said all right then what pisses you off and I mean, quite yeah. I was like, well, people that don't do what they say they're going to do, people that lie, whatever. So it's kind of you flip that, and the things that piss you off, kind of the things that are important to you and your values, are kind of the opposite of that. So it's doing what you say you're going to do, being honest, all that kind of stuff. Absolutely, and that was just a simple exercise that really helped you guys come up with those things, rather than just directly asking the questions. So, I mean, this obviously opens up. A whole discussion on you know what what are those techniques and exercises that we can be doing to to sort of help people break out of the normal day-to-day thinking because that's not where creativity thrives i don't think well jake you've teed me up nicely there um because we were speaking earlier about a chap called i'm gonna have to check my notes aaron sorkin and he was the writer for west wing and the social network and he basically runs workshops for aspiring writers and he's got a way one thing that he does with people on that workshop as a way to sort of generate ideas he gets them all in a room to come up with the worst ideas to start season four of west wing because i don't think he wrote that one i think he'd left by that point so what are the worst ideas to start this series off because what that does is it just drops everyone's barriers no one's thinking oh, i've got an idea everyone's been in that room where you've got an idea and you're like i just don't dare say it or you say an idea and everyone goes mm-hmm, and you're like oh shit i shouldn't have said anything and all that happens over time is you don't want to sort of give those ideas so what he does is say right let's come up with the worst ideas possible so everyone's like yeah why you know firing them all across like get, saying all sorts of stupid stuff one it makes people feel more comfortable in in speaking and just talking and two Actually, going back to what you mentioned about values, if you actually flip what those bad ideas and ridiculous ideas were, the opposite of that could actually be the start of a really good idea. Mm. No, that's certainly true. It's kind of, it's it's getting your brain to think in different ways, isn't it? And it's uh, it's creating a bit of a kind of mental flexibility, a similar thing which I've read about and looked at ways of implementing is um, 
being able to use an object and think of alternative ways to use that object. It just gets you thinking creatively and thinking outside the box and doing stuff in different ways. Like I know Bear Grylls and Survivalists, they do that a lot of the time to think about different ways of doing stuff. And it just gets your, your brain, it opens up the synapses and then it just allows you to have that creative freedom, I think, when you think differently. Um, and it's a f quite a fun game as well. So, <laughs> I mean, so, yeah. an idea is crazy until it works, right? So hmm. any all the greatest ideas that I've ever come up with in the boardroom, if you like, it's not been done before with no evidence that it works. It's It's within that sort of group of yeah. the crazy bad ideas to start off with but hmm. as soon as it works you know it's it's unique it's original it's great sort of thing so that's where i think that sort hmm. of exercise would work quite well yeah and you can keep honing it and getting better and better it's like the thomas edison thing you know i've not failed i've found ten thousand ways how it doesn't work um you know he never beat himself up about that he just kept going through it and like going back to that thing of like delivering and, and putting a time limit on summer like he was famous for doing that you know his engineers his innovators had to do stuff within a set time apparently there's a weird story about him where uh, if he invited someone around for lunch he made them soup and then they put salt and pepper on it uh, before they tasted it he was like you're not an innovator you're not you're not good enough to be well, you, me in a restaurant <laughs> it's like you need to that. be able to to get a sense of it before you start putting that on so yeah don't be scared of making mistakes and i think that's what all these different things we've talked about puts you in the position to do just to relax and have fun with it yeah i guess moving on to sort of i know we touched on a couple of different techniques there that um people have adopted over the years to kind of you know to innovate and create i guess jake you were talking about one um that, that was it the walt disney technique yeah it's 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 a technique that uh, well obviously there's no prizes for guessing who started it off but it's a technique in terms of how you start an I with an idea and work almost backwards from being completely unrestricted by any sort of logistical and sort of reason almost it's like come up with the most craziest idea you can you can think of so it comes in three stages it's dreamers realists and critics and what disney did they'd split their teams up uh into those three different areas and the over time they took it in turns so that everyone worked within the different areas but the gist of it was the dreamers had no restrictions whatsoever they come up with the most craziest ideas no idea is a bad idea they come up with these insane what were perceived as insane wacky ideas then that moved to the realists who sort of looked at reason a little more and logistics what might we need to do in order to achieve this without being negative about it. And then that when went to the critics who obviously, you know, from the name, their their job is to kind of look at where the pitfalls might be and where it might go wrong. And ultimately they would sign off whether it was a goer or not. But And are these if, are these based on the same so you've got the three different groups. Is mm -hmm. this so it starts with the dreamers, then yeah. it goes to, to the real, yeah, realists. Yeah, it's a drip, so it, yeah, it's right, a drip works feed. Like that. Yeah. Who's, who's who then, guys? I've uh, got to be a dreamer, surely. Think, I would definitely yeah. be the realist or whatever. Go on, then I'll be a critic. Yeah. <laughs> I'll crit criticise you all. But yeah. it's, it's, it's one that I actually am quite a big fan of because what I've said in the past is it's good to literally start off and don't think about the logistics or the pitfalls or where it might go wrong 
and then work backwards. And I think a, a really true reflection of this and was what I found actually really interesting is in going back to the exercise we did in the um in the business update, the um the you know, coming up with an idea within an hour for the brand video. I went into that and because I was thinking this is never gonna be made, we all come up with some mental ideas and really quite cool ones. And lo and, be, lo and behold, at the end of it, it looks like we're probably going to do it. Yeah. So, you know, you can see right there, we're going into the room, not worrying about what's going to go wrong and how we're going to do it, because in our minds at the time, we weren't going to do it. And yeah. that you can just see how the, that, that technique, I think, starting off crazy and just work ever so slightly backwards and hone it in a little bit if you need to, within your realism and your crit criticism, it's, it's quite a, a good way, I think. I really like that as well because I think back to maybe how we used to work um, probably quite a few years ago now when projects would start with me. I'm not I'm not sort of the, the ideas guy and I'd sort of agree a budget to work with and then I'd come to, you know, yourselves and be like, right, come up with an idea for this and then, and like, but you can only do it in half a day's filming or whatever it was. So I'm, it didn't give you the chance to be the dreamer. I was already going and say, come up with an idea, but it has to fit within this very small window that I've allowed you. So we do operate obviously differently to that now. And it's, it's just quite interesting to see how, you know, how we've evolved, but also I just really like that as an idea. I don't think we still probably do it enough. I think we do still maybe start with, this is what's real. That's what, this is what's realistic, but actually let's start with, you know, what is, let's push those boundaries. And then, you know, then it comes to me and I say, no. Then, then you rein in, so yeah. that's it. Yeah, you rein in the, the, the Mad Hatter sort yeah. of idea. Right um, but yeah, it's, it's certainly worth kind of trying to think outside the box and pushing things differently and looking at what the kind of overwhelming problem is and then finding a way to get yourself out, out of that hole. So um, I've told you guys about this. I'd seen uh, um, I was filming at an event not so long ago and they told a story within business to do with that about a bit like being a challenger, looking at ideas and that kind of stuff. And um, basically you, you had data centers all around the country that had loads of heat. They had loads and loads of heat, but they didn't have anything to, they, di they didn't know what to do with that heat, you know, um, because they needed to cool down the data centers. What do you do with the heat? Now we're around the time of um, the cost of living crisis, loads of swimming pools were, were in deep trouble and had to close down because their heating bills were going up. So some guy on the face of it, it sounds like a crazy idea, but some guy thought, why don't I put a data center with a swimming pool. So the data center heat can heat the swimming pool. Now on the face of it, that's crackers, isn't it? It's also, to also it, beautifully but... simple, really. Yeah, that's right. the that's the fantastic thing about it. It's like taking that one problem and going, Our right, I've got heat. is your need. Yeah. Uh, one man's shit's another man's treasure. That's, yeah. uh, <laughs> that's the think, thing, isn't it? I think that's a really good example of actually going out there and looking and seeing, you know, what are, what problems are there out there? What, because, you know, there's probably are quite a few more things like that out there now that could, with a bit of cohesion and, and creativity, be solved. But just sort of living within your own little space and not actually looking around at the information and, and what's going on outside without actually equipping yourself with that information. You know, you might be holding yourself back a little bit. Yeah, it's totally true. It's about overcoming obstacles. Mm. Like I remember hearing someone talk about Amazon, you know, Amazon were getting issues that when people were trying to buy stuff through the app, it was 
messing about. It was laborious. It, it took a while. Overnight, they changed it to one click. Boom, billions of dollars they made. Because people impulsively were going, I want some of so their problem was people are leaving stuff in the basket. They're a bit, oh, shall I, shan't I? That was their big issue. So they went, well, let's make it easier then. Simple, like what you said. Made it simple, one click, boom, billions of dollars. So sometimes it can be that easy. Um, yeah. It's remarkable, really. And and like you say, some of the ideas that seem so simple are once they've been created, but is it is it always easy to create that idea, which is kind of what we've been talking on there. So I think we've, we've shared some really good um sort of techniques within there i think before we wrap up i think i'd like to ask you both what your sort of one key takeaway would be that you want somebody who's watching or listening to this to take away that can help inspire them to come up with ideas and create videos regularly i will start with chris um your one takeaway yeah for our well, audience yeah, it's difficult for me, you know me, it's difficult for me to come up with one thing. <laughs> um, but I guess the main thing is, firstly, really understanding what the problem is or the purpose of what the video content in in this case is that you're wanting to overcome. And then figure out what your toolkit is, figure out what's available to you. Are you on your own? Do you have technology? Do you have friends that you can work with? And then find that mental agility, find different ways of doing things. So try as many different ways outside your normal comfort zone to, to build those those neural pathways. Because quite often it's right there is that idea. You just need to to find a way to realize it. So yeah, put yourself in those, op in those situations to create opportunities. Yeah, very good. Jake, your final thought, one takeaway for, for your fans? My fans. It's like um, Jerry Springer, in it? Final thought. Yeah. <laughs> Do your research and go crazy with it because you'd be surprised what you can actually end up doing. Yeah, like that. Short but sweet. Um, yeah, I think a few of the, the key ones for me that we've kind of talked about sort of today is use time pressure, set yourself deadlines, ambitious deadlines, put pressure on yourself. You don't have to release something, but put the pressure on the idea because that is going to inspire you to come up with something you know keeping storytelling at the heart of what you're doing every good piece of content needs a good story uh, and it's creating that right environment for collaboration whether it's online in person whatever that is make sure you've got the right space for it um and i think that's about it for this week in terms of what we wanted to cover uh jake chris thanks for joining me i hope you've enjoyed it. chris how was your first podcast everything everything you dreamed of everything i dreamed of i'm gonna go and be creative now and uh come up with the the next dyson hoover <laughs> <laughs> and yourself jake glad to be back in the chair well not not the chair but a chair yeah another chair yeah <laughs> now it's been fun i've enjoyed this one it's uh yeah it's uh it's an interesting topic i think yeah we've covered some good stuff Thanks, chaps, for joining me this week. Jake, good to have you back. Chris, glad you've enjoyed your first stint in the chair. And thanks to you for watching and or listening to this week's episode. Hope you got some really good tips there on how to sort of come up with regular ideas around creating videos. Uh, if you liked what you've heard, please like and subscribe on what, whichever platform that you are watching or listening this on. We'd really appreciate it. And it helps us reach a wider audience, which is what we're looking to do. So thanks again for tuning in and we look forward to joining you in the next episode of The Cutting Room. 